back to the Snakescast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Emily. And joining us this week is David Kingsmill of Hello. Dragon Literature. It's- David does a wonderful podcast called Once Upon a Die in which he explores the possibilities of story-based games, particularly played solo. Thanks for coming to the show, David. No, thanks for having me. Also, it's Friday, yes, and it that means we're going to get a lot deeper than we did Wednesday and much deeper than we did Monday about hidden trader games. Like hidden trader games, don't you, David? Yes, I do. Uh, absolute favorite style of game for me. Not maybe not the overall, but it's it's consistently been in things I want to play. And Once Upon a Die typically deals with solitaire games and creating stories by yourself. So I guess this isn't really a genre that you would typically get to explore on that show. Not massively. I did have a request from someone to look into using the cooperative version of Dead of Winter uh, really? as a um, solitaire experience, which they apparently do. So I'm going to explore that. But it's normally it wouldn't be. That, I think uh, Dead of Winter is actually a really good jumping off point. Uh, on Wednesday, we talked about Shadows Over Camelot as mm-hmm. a hidden trader game that uh, brings a lot of depth and narrative and drama to games. Very few titles could be uh, in the same sort of weight class as Dead of Winter when it comes to doing that with modern hidden trader games. Yeah, Dead of Winter hits the narrative mark like no game I've ever seen before. I mean, everything in that game makes sense from a storytelling perspective. Like, Mm -hmm. every single little thing, like every dice roll, every card you pick up, every weird bonus action that you have... You can all, you could, every single one of them, you can kind of like think about and transpose into like a real life situation it's or a so real immersive. life narrative. Yeah, it's crazy. If you don't mind uh, playing him, takes place in a horrible frozen zombie apocalypse. It's uh, it's pretty hard to beat. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I was gonna say that like Solo Dead of Winter is such a bleak, bleak thought. Like just narratively, like all alone in my warehouse, <laughs> fighting off the zombies. It's something that video games stuff. have done more. Well, it's not really that much of it in board games in that sense, although probably he's very similar uh, concept in other ways, like something like uh, Death Angel. I suppose. Um, Dead of Winter's unique approach to the hidden trader mechanic also, I think, would make it a real challenge for you to do this in an episode. I mean, uh, not only is there a possibility of a trader within the group, and a bit less than 50% of the time one of you is actually mm-hmm. the trader trying to, sink, mm-hmm. trying to tank the game, but in addition to that, everyone also has their own unique private goal. There's a public goal that everybody's working together to accomplish, but there's that private goal, that secret goal that only you are trying to accomplish, and it's never something that's good for the group. No, never. It almost always involves like hoarding stuff or like getting people killed. Yeah, getting people killed. Well, that's what the, what the first game of this I ever played. I played two player with uh, my best friend back in England, and his goal was to have ten survivors in the colony. Mm-hmm. So he was just trying to accrue people all over the place, and my goal was to make sure that three people had died before the end of the game. <laughs> so we were what, spending the entire game working complete polar opposite objectives to each other, and both thought that there was actually a traitor in the game, and of course there wasn't. They're both regular. <laughs> You know, I think I was concerned about enough mouths to feed, and he wanted to make sure everyone was safe. So it's completely legitimate, valid, non-betrayer uh, objectives, and yet we felt like we were working against each other the whole time. So yes, I think it could be a challenge, uh, and obviously to do it solitaire, you would have to play without a traitor. But um, uh, just just as an experience, Dead of Winter is nearly unparalleled, and oh, it's that mm-hmm. hidden totally. traitor thing, sort of almost taken to its logical extreme. There have been is. others like Battlestar Galactica that have done this as well. Yeah, Battlestar. Star Galactica is a great, deep, narrative hidden trader game. Absolutely. 
I think the, the great thing one of the things with Battlestar is it is a very very long game you have to be willing mm. to set up and stay there for probably three hours I think it helps um, if the players are familiar with the TV show as well mm-hmm, yeah. it does it's not necessary but it does certainly add to the flavor in the game and if you really want to get the narrative out of it uh, from the game not just from the players I think you need the knowledge it's always funny to explain to people that have never watched Battlestar Galactica how it works they're like mm-hmm. okay well you're a robot but you look like a person and they're like okay <laughs> but you don't know you're a robot okay and if you die you'll come back as another robot but maybe not the same person it's like oh okay well, sure it all makes sense if you know the show I guess it mm-hmm. does and that's that's the bit of genius that Battlestar brings to all of this which is that concept of you can potentially become a traitor halfway through the game mm-hmm. um, because the idea in this game is uh, in very quick summary you're trying to travel a certain amount of distance and the human players want to succeed that and the Cylons the robots do not uh, and once you're halfway to where you're going a second round of loyalty cards is dealt out and there's the potential for there to be another traitor or eight you may not have had a traitor yet and all of a sudden somebody becomes one and it just completely changes up how you're thinking about the game at that point point. and depending which character you choose there are some characters that get more loyalty mm-hmm. cards than others so there are mm-hmm. some people that you just will default trust less because there's a higher possibility of them being a traitor Last or a robot I, played, in this I was case. Gaius Baltar and I think he gets two at the beginning, at the beginning and one in the middle and, and then someone else who has it the other Boomer. way around Boomer gets one at right. the beginning and two later uh, and yeah no one trusted me Mm-hmm. It took a lot of work for me to actually be trusted in that game, and I was—I was—I I became one of the final five, which is the even more confusing <laughs> loyal robots that are not trying to tank everything. Um, but yeah, I—I I, um, uh, it took a lot of work for to get people to actually think, yes, he is somebody that we can trust. Well, not everybody wants to put that amount of time and effort into a no. hidden trader game, and thankfully, it's not just the Shadows Over Camelot path, but also the Resistance path, which has led us down the line of streamlined, quick, simple really deeply social hidden trader mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. One of the most popular ones, for example, is Bang. You've got cowboys and cowgirls shooting each other, drinking beer. You've all got separate roles. Saboteur is hugely popular at the cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that I see pulled out a lot by groups of people who come in and they just want to be an ass to each other. <laughs> and so they pull that off the shelf because the interesting thing Saboteur does is it changes around who the traitor is at any particular point in time Mm. so there's a chance that everyone at the table gets to screw somebody over depending on how many players there are in the game of course Uh, but that one's very very popular amongst groups who just want to come in and play a quick game that lets you be really unpleasant to people and actually, you know, mentioning Bang, Bang is actually kind of a, a weird sort of uh, liminal sort of game. It's kind of on the border because mm. on, the, on the one hand, your identity is a secret. You've got one player who's the sheriff, and then you've got players who are outlaws trying to kill the sheriff, and you've got players who are deputies trying to protect the sheriff, and you've got a renegade who wants to be the new sheriff by killing all the outlaws first and then killing the sheriff. Just killing everyone, really. Pretty much. Big shootout. He's kind of the hidden traitor of this game, such as there is one. I suppose. But is, is it a hidden traitor game if... They're just if, if everybody's loyal to their own team. Well, I think the trick there is it's hidden in the sense that the sheriff is the only public role. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually know who anybody else at the table is. But does that make it a hidden traitor or does that make it like, like a hidden, hidden identity? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's two hidden factions 
of fighting each people, other and you and can't one be sure. hidden traitor who's just trying to cause chaos right uh, so it, yeah it does it kind of it becomes it blurs the lines a lot and it, I think it has a similar sort of appeal too I mean one of my favorite games in this general genre is Good Cop Bad Cop mm-hmm. and it's not it's not a hidden traitor game nope, nope. Uh, but it is a hidden team game you know whether you're a crooked cop or an honest cop and you know you're trying to kill the other team's leader but you don't know who that is you don't know who's on your side you might not even know who your own leader is and it's worth clarifying for people who are sort of listening to this and learning about hidden traitor games for the first time that while the resistance is a team game the point of the resistance is that everybody is pretending to be one thing yeah you're all on the same side right we're all on the same side right of course we're all working together no traitors no no traitors you might be trying to convince somebody that you're on their team but you're not necessarily pretending to be crooked or straight exactly Mm -hmm. you're trying to play the table to work out where your the, the sort of the other bad guy is that you're trying to take out. Mm-hmm. People talk a lot about wanting to be the traitor, like like Jonathan mentioned and I think last week's like when Ooh, ooh I want to be the traitor. Yeah, like, like Jonathan says on traitor. Wednesday, like somebody always wants to be the traitor. Everybody always wants to be the traitor because it's fun to be a dick to your friends. But there are games like Spyfall oh, and yeah. like the recently released in not very many places in the world. <laughs> fake art I don't I don't know we can have it here. Uh, fake artist goes to New York where you are at a huge disadvantage if you are the odd man out, so to speak. Are you really though? Well, this is the only they're the only hidden traitor games that I can think of where the traitor has less information than the rest <laughs> of the team. I mean, every other yeah. hidden traitor game, if you are the bad guy, you know something that somebody does not, even if it's just that you're a bad guy. That's already more information that's than two-thirds of the That's a huge part of the appeal, too, yeah, I think. Exactly. Everybody who likes knowing stuff that the other people don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but the whole point of Spyfall or Fake Artist Ghost in New York is that you know nothing. You know absolutely nothing, and you have to pretend. Yeah. You have to sit there and sweat and describe what the weather is like at this mysterious location that you may or may not be at, or <laughs> Or you have to sit there and draw a stupid tiny little line on this little picture while everyone's staring at you, <laughs> and they know what it is and you don't. Yeah, it is. They're, they're very different ways of working. The one, the one thing I will say for those, having... I, I always want to be the traitor, and I never get to be the traitor. I have not been the traitor <laughs> in Battlestar, be... in Dead of Winter... Betrayal at House on the Hill isn't really a traitor game, but I never get to be the bad guy in it. That's got to be I'm... some sort of like board gaming paradox. I know, You right? know, like the more badly you want to be the traitor, <laughs> the less it likely it is that you're free to Or how the laws of probability grown under the strain when you're playing Catan and no <laughs> yeah. sixes or eights ever get yeah. rolled. Right. But I have I have been the traitor or the, the, the spy in Spyfall a lot. And the one thing I will say about that, it is by far the most stressful <laughs> so stressful you can possibly play because you have to pretend that you know what's going on and everybody else is all the, the all, everybody else is trying to figure out one thing and that's who you are if they can figure out which one of them doesn't know they all win whereas the, the, the odd one out the spy they have to figure out what's going on now the thing without is- giving away that they don't know what's going on yeah, and it should be stated, it's not that easy for everybody else, because if the spy works out where they are, they also win. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So everyone else is does have the challenge of trying to ask oblique questions that give enough information to someone who knows where they are to say, yes, you're, you're, I'm on you're your okay, side. I'm on your side. But not so much that the spy goes, oh, we're in the submarine. But the, the thing with Fake Artist Ghost New York, too, is because everyone's trying to be kind of abstract and not everyone kind of interprets the picture the different way. Mm-hmm. I might totally know what's going on and draw a thing and people are like, what the hell is that? 
Like, that's not that thing. Like, at the end, once you've kind of, like, you're trying to figure out. Because how Fake Artist Goes to New York works is everyone has a, the same sort of, like, thing that they're trying to draw, except one person has a big black mark. And this little notepad gets passed around, and everyone has an individually colored marker. And you add one line to this drawing of that thing. And then the Fake Artist just has to add to it, too. And then at the end, you, like, take a look, and you take a look at everyone's marker color, and you say, okay, I think light green did this, or baby blue, or orange, or fuchsia. Um, so specific. So specific. Colors. I know. Well, that, well, we, <laughs> great I, colors. We played it with like twelve people, and the subtleties were slight, you know, between like good rough like, for the colorblind. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's not good for the color colorblind. We could be if we're drawing, you know, Mount Rushmore, or if we're drawing, you know, a school bus, or if we're drawing, uh, you know, a person, like you know, I don't know, Angelina Jolie, or you know, George Clooney. Not everyone's like interpretation of this is the thing so mm -hmm. i might add a thing right there going yeah that's totally this they'll totally get it that like 100 percent adds to this picture and then at the end they'll look at it and they're like baby blue what's that <laughs> like it's a it's a thing it's the nose on you know the third person from the right on mount rushmore or it's the cogs in the wheel on the school bus whereas but... they were seeing it for the object from a completely different exactly, angle yeah. which means to much them, more it looks much wrong. more individual perspective for sure and that's it for this episode of the Snakes Cast. Uh, we do hope you enjoy the new format. You can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com, and we look forward to hearing what you think. If there's other stuff you want to talk about, or just want to say hi. The Snakes Cast is produced by Dax Audio, and music is provided by Ben Sound. Tune in next week when we talk about the board game Isle of Sky, including how it's played and where it comes from. The opinions expressed on the Snakes cast are those of the presenters and guests and nobody else's. See you next week.